You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. I'm sure you were around last week and we started from somewhere last week, right? Which we hope to continue. If you were not around last week, please get the message on last week. Because what we are talking about will take us many days and you need to know where we are coming from, to know why we are where we are, and to know where we are going to. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, we actually said that. I believe part of what is going on this morning might help to correct some defects in some homes if those homes are not built on the Word of God already because... I understand that different people here married in different ways. Some were not uh, enlightened so much. First service, I usually talk to single people. Second service, so I'm structuring my words as though talking to married people. So, I also know that some people were not enlightened in the word of God in that sense when they were making decisions on how to get married. So, but the Bible says at the time of ignorance, God has overlooked. So that means from the moment you are in Christ, you ought to learn the ways of Christ. If anybody got married before becoming a Christian, God recognizes that wedding, that marriage as authentic. Even though it was done in error, but in the mercy of God, because if any man is in Christ, a new creation. Hallelujah. So there is an aspect of God's kingdom where you are dealt with by the level of knowledge that you have. God expects you to walk in the revelation that you have. So if somebody was not a Christian, just got married, was not born again, was not spirit-filled, now that you are spirit-filled, it doesn't mean you should say bye-bye to your wife, I'm going to choose a spirit, I want to <laughs> correct my decision. No. That decision is still okay. However, let me tell you straight away, you have work to do because you did not build on the right foundation and now you are born again, you have to raise your building. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So what God does is to begin to teach you, to begin to tell you, to begin to help you to build properly. Even some people were born again when they were making their decision, but they still made the wrong decision. They know very well. I mean, they knew when they were making that decision that they weren't going for the right thing, but they went for it anyway. Because we cannot say, among those who are born again, we have carnal Christians. They are born again, but they are carnal. Everything about them is worldliness. That's what they think. That's how they make their decision. The word of God is very absent from their lives. They are just born again. They have accepted Jesus as the Lord of their son. He is their savior. But they have not decided to live fully for him. So people like that in making decisions when it comes to marriage can still make wrong choices. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But there is still mercy in God even at that. So, remember where we started from? The first thing Jesus said to them, when they asked him that question in Matthew 19, he said, he that created them, made them, I said a lot of things, for service. Uh, one of the questions a man should ask is that, can you provide the right leadership? I think I said that first. Please get the message. Can you bring out the best in a woman? When she gets to your house, can she become all that God has called that to be all you are going to mess her up are you going to hinder her or help her and I said something for sir which I feel that I touched briefly uh, or along the line God's dream when he created the woman ah Lord Jesus so far I will get it. Are, you, are, you, are you with me why did Jesus say the first thing Jesus said he said 
He that created them. Let's do that Matthew 19 against our foundation. He started. Have you not read? And I, I dealt with that last week that you have to read. And what to read is Jesus Christ, not Moses, not tradition. He said, have you not read that he that made them at the beginning, made them male and... You remember the wine that we spoke about last week? Every man the good wine. Do you remember? Praise the Lord. I hope all the men in church are not bringing for good wine. Your wine is from good to better, from better to best. Amen. Say amen. amen. We fall in love more and more. Even the way you weren't treating her before, now you are treating her better than that. That is the race. That is how it's supposed to be in God's kingdom. Amen. amen. So we still open doors. We still care. We still show love and affection. Because we are not every man. Our own wine has been tampered with by Jesus Christ. So the best wine is to serve for last. Say amen. amen. Couples in Christ should be measured. Your disagreement should begin to disappear with age and with time. You should fuse more into each other better than at the beginning. There should be better understanding of each other as the journey goes on. Not going apart. Hallelujah. So why did Jesus start with this? That either, so that means the, something I want to start with today also that every married person must understand. Jesus decided to emphasize for the Pharisees. He that made them at the beginning, made them male and female. That means there is a difference between male and female. In stepping into marriage, which you have stepped into already, it becomes necessary to understand what did God create a woman for? And what did God create man for? So Jesus said, you have to start with the fact that God made them male and female. God was building something when he created, he shaped somebody male, he shaped somebody female. If you don't understand that two things were shaped to fit into one another, you already go, going for you are going to get into error. So Jesus started saying that you have to understand that there was something deliberate about how God made man. He that made them from the beginning. It was an intentional plan. It was God's architectural design to make one male and to make one female, not male, male. And there is a reason. Now, it goes beyond male gender or anything. God was creating something when he said male and female. Hallelujah. So let's go to the beginning. Genesis chapter 1. Let's start from verse 26. Hallelujah. Believe me sincerely, marriage is deep. And I've told you there are different types of marriages. You know, some... <laughs> the greatest pain of not getting it right is that if you don't get it right, you won't achieve. See, see, I established something first. Why they said it's not good for man to be alone? The man had guarding. The man named all animals. Intellectually, Adam was sound. Financially, he was doing well. Health-wise, he was okay. I, I said sorry to the young people in the morning. There is a difference between incompetence and being incompetent and being incomplete. What God was saying, he didn't, he didn't doubt the, the, how competent Adam was. God never doubted his competency level. I mean, he was competent. But what God was having problem, what God was saying, that you are incomplete and you will see the reason now. So, it doesn't mean a, a man cannot have buildings, business. You can become a national symbol, a mighty name. But you are still incomplete because of the reason. That is said at the beginning. So let's read. Amen. Amen. Where is that uh, chapter 
Genesis 1. And God said, let us make mine our own image. Now verse 27, where we are going. Let's read and let's observe something here. So God created man in his image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female. <laughs> and I said, you have to pay attention to this. I'm going to say something now. Yesterday night, I was praying. And I told them for service. I came from my book this morning. And then I've gone to preach in one church, 745 this morning before coming in. So this is my third message this morning. And so you can imagine when I must have left Abiyokuta to come and preach in Ogba and then to take first service and this is second service. And I'm taking another service somewhere in the evening. And the topics are different. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Now the Bible says, <laughs> it says, sleep is written all over me. But greater is it that is it. So you can imagine, I think by 2 a.m. I was still awake and then I had to drive at 5 a.m. So the Bible says, either create, and somehow when I had to do this, I don't do so while driving. Because I went alone with God. It is grace. <laughs> so God created man in his image. In the image of God, he created, what's the next one? That talks about one person, right? But then the Bible goes on to say that male and female he created them. Him represents one person, them, two people. Now I explain to them and I can start this service from there. This is the order of creation. When God created man, he created man spiritually. The spiritual being that God created had both male and female. When God wanted to form man physically, he brought forth the male part first. And then he made the male part to sleep. Then he brought the female parts. That's the reason why he said he created him, he created them. It looks like somebody saying two things. He created him, he created them. Male and female, he created them. He created him, he created them. Because one is talking about the spiritual creation. One is talking about the physical creation. Say amen. amen. Are you getting me? So when he created them, the Bible says, and if you read for that, it says, and God blessed them. Not God bless him. Let's read. After that, say, and God bless what? When God created Adam, how many people did he see? From this verse. You can't use them for one person, right? The Bible says, and God blessed them. Spiritually, God saw man and woman. I'm about to say this. If I, I said this to those who were singles. The sincere truth is that um, for believers, God out of his sovereignty and his mercy can help some people. But if a believer, do, if you don't deliberately pray about who you marry, you can make a big mistake that will cost you forever. I'm not talking about seeing dreams and visions. God will find the way of talking to you if you pray. And you are sincere with your prayer. Are you with me? So you might not see vision, you might not hear any audible voice. But there is a knowing that you, you will know that this is the person. Even though there might be one or two parameters that you might not like. And it is possible for you to like everything. But there is a knowing I want to say that sometimes even among those who are non-Christian, this knowing settles inside them. They know beyond, it's beyond mental something. It's not because I love a yellow girl, that's a yellow girl I want to run. All those ones will fade away with time. What about if you see another yellow girl in your office? Or does it mean that when you marry a yellow girl, all other girls become black? <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you following me? Praise the Lord. So, God bless. So, God saw two people. This is what I want to accept. And I want you to pay attention. 
He saw male and female. He blessed them spiritually. That's Genesis 1. But you understand it was in Genesis 2 that God formed man. So he created male and female, but he brought forth the male part physically out. And after some days, we don't know, he allowed the male part to move around the garden. He gave him an assignment and a work to do. After he gave him the work, any man, I said that to singles, if you don't understand God's assignment for your life, you are a dangerous man to a Christian sister. <sighs> Say amen. Amen. With me. Praise the Lord. Because when he brought out the main part, he gave him assignments. And as he was embarking on the task, then God said, it is not good for man to be alone. And that is the beginning of every marriage. We don't get married because we think we are 32, I should marry. We don't get married because mom is asking for the boy. We don't get married because Pastor Eli is putting pressure on a belly. <laughs> because I always throw jabs at him. He, he should not get married because I always uh, uh, taunt him with this. It should be your timetable. It's different from that of others. Pastor Boju married not too long ago. In his 40s, probably mid-40s. Your timetable is different from that of others. God will bring the person. If it was not your idea to come into this world. And to come into the family you have come into. It shouldn't be your idea looking for the woman around. Or looking for man. You have desire, no doubt about it. And God will negate that. But allow God to do Allow the one who created you without your inputs. Let him do. Let him finish. Because when he made you, this is what I'm trying to establish. Every man here, hear me. When he made you spiritually, he already made a woman for you. I am not saying there is one BC or Chioma in Alaba <laughs> or in the Kedja that should be your wife. I'm not putting name or location. I'm just saying. Because if you check, Let's leave this place for a while. We come back. So, and God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make him. So I collected this one this morning. Gradually, a lot of Christians are beginning to think helpmates. God did not create helpmates. He created helpmates. Are you with me? And I explained, there are two different things. Your wife, all you married men, your wife is helpmates, not helpmates. She's not your mate. That's why you are not the same age, or you might be the same age, but you are not the same month. You don't do the same job. She's helped me. And I explained that that is like ready-made and tailor-made. Are you, are you with me? So I said, <laughs> okay, I'm repeating a few things. I said, not every man that is six feet tall has the same body shape. So when you want to buy a shirt and they say Excel, it doesn't mean that you and the person that is six feet can wear it. Some people, somebody six feet is, is fat. Somebody six feet is thin. Somebody six feet, he has spot belly. Somebody six feet, he has six packs. Somebody six feet, he has twelve packs. <laughs> that would be a monster. <laughs> are you are you with me? I'm saying that there are all kinds. You, you understand what I'm saying? Somebody has a bigger papa. Low, so that they are all six feet does not mean the same suit or the same shirt with size all of them. Are you with me? So that is about ready made. So you have to try. But if it is tailor made. The tailor knows that this one is six feet, but his hands are long. This one is six feet tall, but he's fat. This one is six feet tall, but he's thin. This one is six feet tall. He has a level part. <laughs> so
So the tailor considers all that. And he makes a shirt that is exactly for you. In our own case, God is the designer. When he created man, and he brought forth this man, and he gave the man assignment, he looked at the assignment he gave the man, the future of the man, the past of the man, all your experiences in life, where you are from, Lagos or Niger Delta, what you've been exposed to, what you have read in school, what you have studied, where you are right now, and where you are going in the future. God considers all those parameters, and He creates a fashion, a woman. So every wife that is here, the sincere truth is that every woman is a complete part of a man. And every man has a woman that is your missing part. Say amen. amen. It's all the enemy. All married women must understand this. I'm coming to something. This is the beginning of you understanding why you are in that guy's house. And this is the beginning of the man understanding why a woman is with you. Hallelujah. If we don't, if we miss it here, immediately fall happened. Immediately fall happened. Immediately Adam fell. The scenario changed very fast. The first time he saw the woman, in Genesis chapter 2 here, that's why I said that the only two perfect chapters in the Bible are Genesis 1 and 2, before the fall of man. When he saw the woman, he said, this is the flesh of my flesh. This is the bone of my bone. She is of me. I am incomplete without her. After the fall in Genesis chapter 3, as soon as God was walking in the garden and Adam went to hide, he said, where is your wife? Look at Adam's answer. The woman you gave to be with me. She, it, the relationship generated from of me to with me. Is somebody enemy this morning? Yes, Marriage can be a level of a woman of me. Or can be a woman with me. With me means that we are two separate individuals and we can separate in no time. Of me means that it's a part of me. If you caught, you want to kill me. And what God wants is of me, not with me. All over the world, we have women living with their husband. Just of me. Just with me. With me. She's with me. So if somebody's with you, you can leave the person behind. But if somebody's of you, you can never. God's plan is that you and your husband, you'll be of each other, not with each other. Say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But you, we have to understand this from the beginning. So God said, Jesus said male and female. So God brought forth. He blessed them. So he created male and then he brought out the, the male part first. Listen to me. The reason why you are with that man, you are to complete his mission, his assignments. You are to help him. So you cannot bear more than the name that the Almighty gave you. Interestingly, I told them this morning, yesterday I read the piece of, just like the one you sent about the vice president. When I read that, I read another, just after somebody sent also the one written by Blessing Awoshika. She's one of the richest women in Nigeria now, the chairman of First Bank. And by the time she was talking family, I was moved at her level. She has gotten to that understand that we are of each other and she was explaining this. That up till now, regardless of the conference she has and the rest, she gives her husband time every morning. In fact, she was even going deep saying that sexually. So every morning, regardless of what. And she was talking about how even if you find yourself richer, the man can be part of everything you do. I've said, when it's of me, 
when a man is thinking something and is stranded, if his wife comes to the room, she will offer something that will let the man remember what he has forgotten. In a marriage that is of me, these things are very common. When the man is challenged and he gets home, ordinary conversation with his wife will give him confidence that no other person can, if it's of me. If the wife is of the man, if your husband is battling with something, trying to crack his brain to think up an idea to do something, when you walk in supernaturally, your suggestion hits the point. And you say that kind of man, the man gets up and he hugs you and I see why I married you. That's why you are the best. If it's of me, if it's with me, she will irritate you once she comes. <laughs> if I want you are trying to remember, we disappear for that. Once she comes, they say, I was almost getting the answer. Now that you came in, you know, <laughs> people, people that are with me, they knock. But that's why God wants us to see it from the beginning. Because it is this kind of marriage that we yield. We will go another way to get to what are the five reasons why we get married. And when we get to godly offspring, you will understand the depth of this matter. If you are not a godly man, it becomes almost impossible to produce a godly offspring. And that is part of what God is seeking. See, God is looking beyond all the fast, all the people, what people look at. So that I was telling the young people that possession can change overnight. He doesn't have a job for five years. If he gets a job, they are paying one million. His level has changed forever. And those are the people put attention on all those things. We will talk about the five things that are very, the reasons why we get married. Why, why the Bible said that two are better than one. If one falls, we look at that. We look at godly offspring and we look at other reasons by every standard why we enter into marriage. What God wants to see, bringing a man and a woman together. What he wants to see. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Amen. So, let's consider that word, help meet again. <laughs> and this is where I have to say, women, we have job to do. Men have job to do. Listen to me. You cannot help your husband beyond your capacity. So, you need to develop capacity. Number one, spiritual capacity. I'm going to read something here. And I might stop here. It's, you know, next week I'm not traveling. I'm not preaching anywhere. So I will have. <laughs> even though if I need to go, I can go on. I'm a preaching machine. <laughs> Proverbs 30. Sincerely, I can still take five more services. It changes nothing, really. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'll just feel tired a little, but it doesn't matter. Who can find. Thank you for giving me this. Before I said the verse. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price? Ah, when a man says about his wife that she's expensive, I can't afford her. Only God can bring her. Hallelujah. This is how every man is supposed to view his wife. But the sincere truth is that to all the women that are here, are you really like that? That's why I said that those who have not heard this kind of message before getting married, you need to go back to the drawing board. You have work to do. Until you make yourself totally indispensable. I will talk to men in a while, but I'm talking to women right now. Now, look at this. The Bible says, who can find it? But our price is far above rubies. Ah, Mama, blessing, sir. Blessing, I wish you could have said. You tell your husband something like, you build the house, I will furnish it and do every other thing. You pay the rent, I will buy. When a marriage is like that, it goes beyond love. It also turns to partnership. 
So the cords that are binding you together are multiplying. So it becomes difficult to severe. So from one cord to two cords to three cords. So it's not only sexual cord. That is only cord joining some people. The only time the man laughs is when he wants sex. <laughs> Once he starts, the woman says, you know, she knows where I got some of the rest of her. <laughs> <You know. laughs> there are no cords. <laughs> When I talk like, oh, you look at me like a very mischievous person. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? <laughs> Who can find our price is far above rubies? Verse 11. The art of our husband don't trust in her. Ah! Safely. So that he shall have no need of spoil. Verse 12. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Let's read on. We will start first next week. She seeketh wool and flax, walketh willingly with her hands. Next verse. You know, uh, what's her name? Mama Adejumo spoke. I think she made that message in House on Drug. Telling women that please don't be full time housewife. And one fellow was making noise about that on Facebook. So what, what, what was he trying to say? Okay, become full time housewife. I'm nothing you are doing. You will understand that Kaki no be leader. Sincerely speaking, if you contribute nothing in a marriage, it will take love for the man, for the man to really love you as you ought to. I'm not saying you are there, he's there for your contribution, no. But you see, you cannot uh, just be there for just bearing children. So this is God's picture of what a woman should be. He says she, she's like the merchants. She bringeth for her fruit from afar. Can you see this woman? She rises also while it is yet night, and giveth me to her house and a portion to her maidens, even her housemates are having a good time. Verse 16. She considers a field. <laughs> Which man won't want this kind of wife? But if this kind of woman marries a wrong guy, the Bible says, do not cast your peer before swing. The sincere as a woman, number one, build yourself to be a peer of insurmountable value. When you become one, don't give yourself to a waster. I can't, okay, I'm talking to married people. That, that applies more to singles. Build yourself to become a woman of honor. After that, the next you should avoid. Don't give it to a man. When you cast your peer before swine, they will, devoid, they will waste it and come back and devour you. Truly some women have done well for themselves in life to have built fortunes and they wasted when the guy came. I remember one of the girls were in school together. And this is why people now get angry with Jesus Christ. if he's responsible for their predicament. When the Lord gives them a warning, we're all in Israel together. I remember, I don't want to mention her name, but all of a sudden, she stopped calling me. I knew there was a problem. You know, she was in Abuja and different things happened and the way we used to pray together there. Then you would call her, just give you cold shoulder and she wouldn't. Then somebody went to Abuja and located her. What's the problem? And then they found out. She had so much money. She was doing some. I mean, she went to one of the best business schools in the world. And she came back. Set up a business and she was doing fine. But the pressure. Everybody getting married to need to get married. Brought this guy. She furnished a house for the guy. Put everything in order. She traveled out. Came back unexpectedly. And met the guy with another woman in the house. The apartment she got with her money. 
the guy was like, okay, the plan was like, you know what? Just uh, by the time a guy is asking you for money for him, just bring him on. Let's rent an apartment. Shall we are getting married when we come back? And let me be staying in the apartment. You furnish it, rent the apartment. We are, when we come back, then we we'll get married. Then you move in with me. And then so she trusted him. She gave him the house. Gave him the money. They rented the apartment. They went to look at it before she traveled. She bought furniture, put it there. And the guy was staying. And she didn't mind. Okay, maybe in six months we are going to marry. I paid for two years. Just stay there. When we marry, then I will move and join you. And then she traveled. She came back. I met. It was another woman that was already, that was there. And she was devastated. Now someone like that can begin to say that men are not trustworthy. It's not true. There are many trustworthy men sitting down here. It is the choice that she made. When she got to the when she got to that top, she started putting herself under the pressure that I need to get married. I need to get married. Once you're under pressure, you are likely to make a mistake. Are you with me? And if you have found yourself as a woman, because I'm talking to you are married and you are in this situation, maybe next we'll be talking about steps that you can take to correct this. It's not divorce. It's the last, last, last. We shouldn't be really. But then. Um, that is why the debate is high in our time that should be a Christian divorce because actually things have entered the world and people are becoming unreasonable more and more by the day and that's what is going on I mean you hear things Amen Hallelujah the Bible says with the fruit of her hand she planted a vineyard verse 17 she just refused to she got it and lost with strength I want to, there's a part I want to get to 18 where the Bible says that her husband is known at the gates. Her candle goes not out. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders. When the husband shows up, because of the wife, everybody knows the man. Yet she's still the same person at home. When I read Blessing and Worship and I was deeply touched. Well, I know she's a pastor in Fountain. And about she's a pastor, her husband is not a pastor. Now she's the chairman of a bank. Her husband is not the chairman of a bank. Now she's, in, she's a carpenter. That's what she calls herself. Because she, she, she buys, she imports wood and all those things. And she does all that. That woman is, she is mightily blessed of God. And she says she's very brilliant. I remember when the Pastor Taiwo was preaching. When ministers conference with Pastor Taiwo. Then Professor Shiba, the vice president, came for that meeting. That was last year. And they said the vice was outside. So the pastors wanted to go and welcome. Pastor Maka just said, bless, uh, Pastor uh, uh, just said, Blessing, continue the message. Unexpectedly, took the mic and began to preach. Where one who was blessing us more, blessing us more, Pastor Taiwo or Sam. She was listening to a message. She didn't plan to preach. The pastor wanted to go and welcome the vice president. Just said, Bless you, continue. And she just started like that. That's a woman. Yet her husband sits at the back in the church. And there was no record of her being rude or anything at home. She has been able to understand that I am of him. When Joyce Meyer is teaching, Dave sits at the back. He is not intimidated. He is the husband. He helps her to organize. Because in life, some women will be so charismatic and graced and gifted by God that they will be more popular than the husband. If such are in a wrong house, they will never achieve their goal. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Honestly speaking, marriage is one thing that if a person asks, if you, you, have not, you are not certain that you've gotten it right, stay on with your life. It's not compulsory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the Bible says, husband is known. When he sits among the elders, 
All because of this thing that I said. Now, all women, listen. All married women, you are part of your husband's life. Now, I don't know how your husband has been to you. If there are issues already, this is where you need to start the correction from. And I will talk more about this on Sunday. Now, for men that are here, the help meets. If you don't recognize, the Bible says that if you give a cup of water to a prophet in the name of a prophet, you will receive a prophet's reward. You have to recognize a person as the person is to be able to receive from the person. So in marriage, it's not helpmates that they are mates working on things. It's helpmates, the necessary. To every man here, your wife is God's answer. Looking at the assignment of your life, looking at what he has given you, it is your wife God has planned to put there to help you meet the demand. He has looked at your past. He has looked at your future. One of the reasons why I want to say this is that, one of the I want to establish, even though if you married as a non-believer, there was a divine hand connected to your marriage. It might be a time of ignorance. Maybe you even lost fully just chose somebody then. You are in Christ now. All things are new. However, if it began that way, if you notice that there was little light that your marriage was built, up, built upon, now, right now, start the work. Don't seek to run out and don't see the man as the devil or see the woman as the devil. Just sit down together and know that there is work to do and you need to start. Even those who married in Christ, if they hear this kind of they see that there are things to do. There are adjustments to make. Hallelujah. So that is the meaning of he that made them. He made something. So I see first of all, spiritually, God sees a complete man. And when you come out of your mother's womb, it's as if a part of you is taken away. A part of you physically is given an assignment. As you are growing and working on it, when you understand your direction in life, the part that should complete and accelerate that process is brought back. So Eve was in Adam. But when Adam slept, she was brought out and then she was brought back to Adam. And Adam recognized. I want to say that's why if you don't know your true identity, who God has made you, God's assignment for your life, you can't see the right woman, you can't discern rightly who should be with you. It's not about being a pastor or being a prayer warrior. It's about understanding God's direction for your life. If it is not well understood, how then do you know when she's part of you or she's not? And this is why many are unequally yoked. And then the husband, in a true marriage, you can't desire two different things. Whatever uh, direction God is taking you over, you will find out. The reason is that you are part of each other. So you are wired up the same way. It doesn't mean that I won't be little disciple, but it's not about the direction in life. You'll find out, and if the husband is about to make a mistake, and you say something, he will realize, because one of the reasons God created marriage is also that if one falls, one can lift up another. We will all fall in our decisions at times, decision making at times. We will fall in the investment we do and some other things. If you have the right woman or the right husband, the person will lift you up. There are people who won't see, but the person will see. However brilliant a man is, even the greatest of men have said the same thing. You hear Obama talk about it. There are people who will not see, but she will bring you out. Any marriage that is 
the helpmate is the person you are rightly married to. You are going to see this order. The man gives praise to his wife because you can recognize that there is God working here. And this is very important. Hallelujah. If you don't feel all these things, it all starts with prayer. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. Because I know that beyond the church, there are married people who are listening to this message. And they know that their marriage is far from everything I'm saying. They don't see, the man doesn't know where he's going in life. He does not see the woman. He doesn't see assignment or talk of the way. The woman is just there. You know, all that brings them together, like I said, is sex. And then, give me money, I want to go to markets. You know, that is the levels of marriages are. It's about, I want to, uh, when I pay children's school fees. Okay, well, and I told them, <laughs> a virtuous woman does not make her husband pay for everything. Not because the man cannot pay. But she's part of everything. If the man hears, he has traveled. They said something like to say, your wife is at home. His mind is at rest. And I said, this is why women will need, you know, I told them in the morning. If a man that is 6.6 feet will wear you, you have to be extra, extra, extra large. The level to which you have built yourself as a woman will show forth in your husband. And the level of understanding you have as your assignment in a man, as a man, will show in the woman. It's a mutual thing. So the two people have work to do. If the woman's capacity is too large, imagine you are just 5.7 and you are wearing 44 meters trousers. People will think there is a problem. And really there is a problem. Somebody is coming to this church and the trouser is covering the whole shoe and everything and is pulling it up here. I've seen that when some women who have capacity are wrongly married, they become oversized suits for the man. And then when the man has capacity and the woman has nothing, you become a suit that is too small. Imagine somebody as tall as Ore now wearing a shirt that is so small, small. And you put it on. You can't button. And it's happening to some people. They are unequally yoked. Somebody in the party has to step up. If they are already married. If I'm talking to singles, if they are not yet married, I will advise, stop it and move it. Move your different ways. Don't say you will build up yourself because of him or build yourself because of your... Go and build up yourself for yourself. The right person will come. Sometimes love should make us let go. That look, look. I cannot offer you what you need right now. So in the spirit of love, say bye-bye. It's called tough love. And some people don't know how to demonstrate that. Hallelujah. So sometimes we are helping some people by breaking up with them. That you know what? We know what? You are a good person. You are a good woman. But you see, I can see. I'm working on myself. I can't lead you to the promised land. Right now. So I'm going to let you go. Maybe two more years, if I develop myself more, I can find a woman. Because you will always find, whatever level you are, somebody will come to you there. Remember, in life, we don't get what we want. We get what we have. If everybody got what they wanted, nobody would be poor in this world. Because if you ask a beggar on the road also, he wants good things. Be just that does not have capacity for it. So we all want good things. Everybody wants a good money. But do you have the capacity for it? Amen. We are supposed to bring out the best out of each other in a Christian marriage. 
when this is rightly perceived, something, you can't pray repeatedly with your wife about something and not receive an answer. Something happens. You just know something happens. The man gets home and he's just happy. He's been mightily challenged at work. Now, getting home, the wife didn't tell him, he doesn't know what to do yet tomorrow. There's a threat in the house, but in the office. He doesn't know what he will do about the threat tomorrow, but sitting down at the sitting with his wife, talking, gives him an assurance that everything will be fine tomorrow. That's the, that's true, being part of each other. And God's plan. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm going to stop here today. Have you heard me this morning? If you have, if, if you have, say amen. Here's why people are looking at me. I see I'm finding arrows at you. Is someone blessed? Yeah. Hope you are having a happy marriage. Because yeah. people are looking at me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I am just giving us heaven's blueprints. Amen. Heaven's blueprints. Oh Lord Jesus, we thank you. There was a man in the same marriage. He allowed her to go to church and to do all sorts. Once in a while, he would follow her. She didn't know that it was, a, it was part of her no cause stuff. And they asked the man to give his firstborn. And he did. I'm sure many of you have heard stories like this before. When disciples renewed their lives and the firstborn died. She was wondering why she interceded and prayed and prayed and nothing happened. She didn't know. The father has more spiritual authority over the child. Some things are very important and they should not be. You shouldn't joke with them. Every father that is in this church, even if for the sake of your family, be an excellent man and don't be a medical. Be an excellent man. Can, how far can a woman thrive under you? Last Saturday of the month, by the grace of God, and I will emphasize this next service. Listen to me. Last Saturday, 10 a.m. Us to come together to be together. We are going to look at the financial aspect. Knowledge is power. I'm not taking that one. If I tell, if I'm the one taking it, I will show you the spiritual power. And I've shared enough of that in church. There are individuals in this church who don't experience ups and downs. They are moving. When others are complaining, they seem to be cruising. They've had property, they've had things. And they are clean people. I'm going to get two of them to talk. Because one of the, one, 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 uh, uh, a wife of one of them shared with us at leaders level on how to plan yourself financially. So that from school fees to the leaders, I was personally blessed. And on Saturday, listen to me. Remember what I was saying last week? What I was saying last week that sounded funny, I was saying, saying it in tears. That when an instruction comes to give, I give an example now. Those who, are, who feel they're already blessed are the ones who will give. The instruction is always for the poor. The widow of Zarephath, God wanted that to be blessed. You, you remember I said that last week. Elijah, Elijah was said not to take her food from her, but to help her multiply her plate. But you see, the Bible says without faith, it is impossible. Not that it is difficult. It is impossible to please God. God is a faith, faith God. Are you hearing me? So when God wants to act, there must be a faith. So what God just didn't go to that woman and say, you have the last plate. Oh, let's multiply the plate. This is what 
it grieves me and it brings tears out of me. This is what some poor folks in the church are expecting God to do. Come and look at them and say, oh, you are broke. Oh, I'm going to help you. Jesus made reference to this statement later. He said, were there not many widows, but to none was Elisha sent. So that a Christian is poor does not mean God will do something about it. Until a step of faith is taken. We hear the gospel of salvation, like Rehoboth did, and you don't take a step of faith to accept Jesus Christ, the offer is gone. Oh, God help this get across to Christians out there. I am among those who believe that a Christian doesn't have to be poor. We all don't have to be belong. We don't have to be flamboyant with money, but at least pay your school fees, your rent, and the rest. You should be able to have progress in your life. But the moment, this is the problem with many. What they want God to do, God will not do it. They want God to look at them and pity them. Ah! Oh, my you. <laughs> ah! Look at your predicament. Okay. You know what? Let's expand what you are doing. He is a faith God. If he could bypass his principles, sir, he would have saved the whole world. He would have saved the whole world. There are nations where they do have preachers like us there. Unfortunately, they will still perish. It cannot buy, but that is why God will hold pastors responsible. Where we are supposed to spread the gospel, if we don't go there and we sit down, we are enjoying ourselves, teaching and doing comedy in church and the rest. When we get to heaven, it will knock the head of many. See, wait till judgment there and see what will happen to many pastors. Amen. Amen. All of us, Mister, we made mistakes. Many, many comedy, we do show, we do concert. You notice that I'm departing away from those days now. What is wrong with people is more serious than that. So if we start building cathedral, that is what we are trying to do. Instead of going out to reach the unrich, we will account when we see God. We will account. That's the truth. That's why nobody needs all these people making. They are not my. But we will account. If when we are supposed to spread, we build. We want our name. I want Shalom Shumaki. It's now be a pastor of 100,000. You know, we are now building and we are enjoying it. AC is everywhere. TVs are showing us. That's what we are enjoying. We will account. Number one, you can cut your life short as a pastor when you start living like that. People don't know how serious a spiritual assignment is. I am conscious of never doing what God has not told me to do. Because there is no guarantee of safety when you step out of God's assignment for your life. If they ask me to come and preach anywhere, the first question I ask the Lord is, should I go? Sometimes I stay up till middle of the night praying and asking God. If I'm not supposed to go, I'm not supposed to be there. It's not by force. This is very, very important. And we have to understand this. So, what people are expecting. So, God won't bypass. And I gave the second one. Call for prayer meeting. I don't know why this is like this. Is it the law of inequality? I don't know what name to call it. That those who need something... When you ask people to wait behind, when I said that I simply want to pray for three hours, when I want to pray for five, I can guarantee you, those who are already having very powerful prayer life are the ones that will come. Those who don't pray, who need it, will not be there. Call for prayer meeting. You know the one that paid me most? Uh, uh, Mr. Udo and Brian Diary, they call for men's meeting. You remember that meeting that we had here? Honestly speaking, I didn't tell you, I told my wife, on my way home, I was in tears. I consider guys are new in the church who needed that meeting, they were not there. We're talking about men's stuff. How to develop yourself as a man. And I'm looking at some young boys in the church who have come to meet me for one, not knowing what to do, what business to start. This meeting was for them, but they were not there. The bulk of men that were in that meeting were those who were making progress in their business. What is wrong with people? What do you want God to do? 
That's the question. I'm saying that because of the meeting taking place on Saturday. You know, if you like, eh, you, you see, you are broke. Go for your cousin's wedding. <laughs> no, go. But that, that's, that's also, so, and so, it's as if so people don't know what is important to them. On Sunday, they started asking people that. So, there are some guys, what were you not at the meeting? If somebody was at work, I understand. If we were, but why when uh, my, my, my third cousin, a party where you are not recognized, you even live there fighting, they didn't give you food. Because you force yourself in. Put your work on, and then you're angry that they don't they know my cousin. That's what happened when people are not successful, they don't recognize Yes, when people are not successful, they don't recognize them. That's the truth. So go to where they will recognize you. I've told you before, that was the only time in this show that I felt like giving somebody a punch. It was a woman. I said that if this, if not that, of course, I am not the, of course, I don't, I don't even know how to really hit people. I got born again in love, so I've forgotten all those things. So I don't really, but then I felt like if I see that, she was, many of you will remember, she was an usher here. We were trusting God, praying together for her to get a job, and now Eti Salad called her. When Triangle Day, we will finish Sunday service, all offering 3,500 or so. And she was coming from Ajangbadi. I thought that said, take care about 1,000. So I would give her, she would start feeling like, Pastor, I can't tell the money. I carry 3,000, you give me 1,000 out of you for transportation. I said, Yes. We are just 15 or 11 in the church. You are coming from that place. I can't watch you go. You are one of the. So she will go. And then I told her when I said, Please, you know what I said, take this money. I said, You know what? One day I will ask you to give me 100 and you give me cheaply. And then she's done that before actually after that. About three weeks after, this door just opened. And I just called her. And you know the funny thing? It was another guy from the office that came to report her to me. She wrote the text she passed and the day of the interview, as they were about to start, she was telling the woman to interview them that they should reschedule her home. She wanted to go for her friend's wedding in Ibadan. The woman made a statement. She said for some reasons, I didn't feel like taking it against her. When she left, she told the rest that, is this one serious at all? So it was Eugene, one of the guys that was taking us, that came to tell me. I was like, are you... When she came to my house, the way words were coming out of my mother, so I said, are you alright? Are you alright at all? So I said, were you the one joining... Are you the one joining the friends? And I told her that, if not for God, that God gave you the job, the woman already made up her mind. She said, to that if not, I could say, I would replace her with somebody. Wedding. You know the way party does on people. They, I see we can. They, they are. There will be many more weddings. If you start going for weddings, eh, and you don't get good job, you don't get money. After a while, you will stop going by yourself. Levels they pass your level. You start hiding. So some people don't know what is important to them. A guy is struggling financially. They said they are discussing money somewhere and you are at home watching film. Or you are watching Chelsea. Azad is collecting his own money. You are watching. Say, ah, they, 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 they. Ah, hey, my, my, my sister-in-law said that I should come and help them. They are doing a party to stay. And there is a seminar in your church where they want to talk about what you've been praying for your life. Don't you know that as a result of the this is an answer to your prayer. The answers don't come from heaven. Information will come to you. Every family here, you've heard me as a pastor. 
some people will address us who are not pastors. They are going to talk about how to budget, how to plan financially. They will talk about career. They will talk about how one of them has worked in multinational at the same time he has started a business. And so they will tell us step by step in this present day Nigeria. Why do some people start a business and they don't prosper? I cannot give you that raw information, but some people are trained to be able to do so. This man has spoken to people here and there, I am mighty and everywhere. So, and at one time, was a fellow drove to you as a cop also. So, I think you should listen. So, start on the 10 o'clock. Please go for wedding. What on the last Saturday of the month? 25th. Don't come late. I will be there. We are going to have we, we have leaders all night than a night before, so we are going to go six a.m. Leaders do all night the last Friday of every month. We are going to go six a.m. But I will be back to be there because I still want to know more. Now I don't know of you, so you are hearing me now. Amen. I already know that some people will be there. I know some people will be there not because I will trade, not because I will do anything. They are not coming, but I hope all the guys will be there. When they say they are talking to men on how to handle a woman, all boys should be there. Because we see here funny stories among us. It should be there. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Why will I want to get married as a woman and I won't get close to women who are married and who are successfully married? When they want to talk, I want to hear everything they want to say. Don't you know by reading one man's book you can avoid the mistake of 60 years? By reading a book. There's so much to learn in listening to people. See, don't, don't, don't go for comfort always. Comfort. Immediately that is convenient is the only one you want. Nobody who embraces comfort can become rich in life. The Bible says love sleep and you come to poverty. Sleep there does not mean being on bed alone. It just means that I do less. You just enjoy it. Once they mention a meeting you have to, you don't want to be there. You know, you just want something easy, you know. One day, limousine come and pick you in the house. And inside the limousine, they will serve you chicken and chips. And then they will put you in a meeting and then you see that the meeting, and the meeting is just 20 minutes, then you go back home. And then it's the home, they put you in the Orienta, the presidential room there. And that's the kind of meeting you want to attend. You just come from office, you know, the presidential with there, the, the meeting is in the room there. So you come downstairs, you just enjoy and go back up. Brother, wake up. <laughs> and smell the coffee. <laughs> There's nothing like that in this world. Amen. This is very important. This is very, very important. Eh? So I knew that I would leave very early this morning, leave Abilta very early. I still read till what time? By 1.30 this morning, I was still listening to a particular message. And it has nothing to do with this service. Build up yourself. I am not here. I'm 10 years ahead. I think about the future. I remove myself from the present and I plan the days to come. Because I was alone, alone with God, I mean, I was alone from the, I, where I went to preach, I preached from 10 to 12.30 or so. So from 12.30 I was free. By four five, I think I was watching um, 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 Cameroon and um, Algeria. Surely in the evening, around eight, I started praying. I prayed from eight to eleven, like three hours straight. Prayed like that. By eleven, 
I need my spirit, everything that I'll be sharing in all the services. This one, the church I went to in the morning, for service, second service, the service I'm going to for in the evening. But I still felt inside me that something more. Around 1.15, I laid on the bed in the hotel where I was, and sleep would not come. So I got up again and continued to listen to a message. In this world, there's no space for laziness. This is very important. Let's rise.